welcome to Not Just Pretty Faces, the podcast that celebrates women who are killing it. I'm so excited to share the stories of the women who have put their skills to the test and are working their way to the top of their game, if they're not already there. These women are brilliant, funny, and full of powerful magic. They are not just pretty faces. Hi, I'm Marina Jensen, your host and a mental fitness and resilience coach, an advocate for being experience-informed, and I help women have more success, better relationships, and less stress, which gives them more happiness in their lives. Let's get started with today's episode. Okay, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Not Just Pretty Faces. This morning, we have an amazing woman by the name of Brianna Smallwood. She is doing uh, phenomenal things here in our local area in Iowa. Brianna, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So excited to have you. We are going to jump straight into our quick fire round, and then we'll get to know Brianna a little bit more. So Brianna, where are you from? I am from right here, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, born and raised, um, left briefly after school and was gone for not even a full year before I found my way back. (laughs) Funny how we do that, isn't it? (laughs) That's like the dream, right? To get up and leave. And then you go somewhere and you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) I'm going to go back home. Uh." Um, where, who, I'm sorry. Uh, the next question is where do you currently live? But you already answered that one. So <laughs> who do you text the most? Oh, good question. I would say my husband for sure. Um, and the next person I text the most is probably the manager of our restaurants. <laughs> <Okay>. That's reasonable. <laughs> yes. What is a favorite trip that you've taken? Hmm. I think Puerto Rico, we went to, um, Puerto Rico for my 27th birthday. Was that right? Yeah. We went to Puerto Rico for my 27th birthday and it was just, it was just lovely. It was my first trip. You know, obviously it's not international. It's part of the States. Um, but it was tropical and it was just, it was a true vacation where you really don't have an agenda and you let your hair down and you absorb all of the things. Um, so that's, I think that was my favorite. Yeah. How long were you able to stay there? Five days. Beautiful. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) How do you self-care? Oh, good question. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I, my form of self-care at at this point in my life is having, is being able to really like listen to and focus on podcasts and learning and, you know, my personal development. Um, so constantly I'm listening to different things, audio books, podcasts, et cetera. And I know that that's not like great self-care. It should be something a little bit more focused. Um, but it's what helps me unwind. It's what gets me motivated. It what's, it's what makes me feel really good. Um, so yeah, I would say that. And then I think the, the next thing, um, which a lot of people do is just my pedicures, um, just two days ago, I actually fell into a true deep sleep while getting my pedicure. Yeah, (laughs) it was great. Um, I was getting a pedicure. And when I got there, like when I got started, there were very few people in the shop. And when she got done and she woke me, it was a shop full of people. And I was like, wow, (laughs) well, that was needed. And my toes look great. So (laughs) that's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Okay. Last, last one. What was your first job? 
Uh, my first job was a busser. I was a bus girl um, at Papa Juan's Mexican restaurant right here in Cedar Rapids. Um, right when I turned 14, a fam family friend owned, owned it at that time. And so at my 14th birthday, I got started like on that day. Um, and I was just responsible for getting all the dirty dishes off the tables and, um, and, uh, plating up the chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've been 14 and I don't have kids, but if I remember correctly, 14 is the legal age in which we can start working in yes. Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So on my birthday, I was like, I'm ready Had everything lined up, everything ready to go. And I was scheduled. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Which also ties into all of the things that you're currently doing. You are working a corporate gig. You have Vivian's soul food. And then a, a division of that is Vivian's express. And now you are launching Brianna and associates in addition to being a wife and mom. So tell us about you and all of these things. Um, sure. So let's see here, you know, my nine to five, my corporate job, that's really like, that's my, that's my maintenance life. Honestly, um, we've, we've built the lifestyle that we have and we got to keep it going somehow. And so there was a time where I was very passionate and very engaged with, what I do in the corporate side of things. And that's why I've been in it for so long. Right. Um, but now I'm at a phase and at a point in life where I'm really just doing it to maintain what's been established until we can really make a lifestyle out of, out of our passions. Um, Vivian soul food was my husband's dream is my husband's dream. So that was kind of his thing, but, and we joke and say that I married into it. Um, and so naturally being on the background, you know, he's very skilled in terms of he's a cook and that's what he loves to do. And he's passionate about it. So anytime that you have a skill that you're passionate about, you're going to obviously deliver a great product. Um, but it was in the early days, you know, when, when he was getting started and I'm like, you can't just tell people to come to work. There's processes. Like, do you have a job application? Did you do the state and federal requirements? What type of training do we have in place? What type of expectations were set? Um, and so I jumped in and started doing that type of stuff kind of in the background when we first got started. And then it took on a role of its own. So I do um, probably about 95% of the business management on the back end to just keep all of the things afloat. Um, I'm just kind of the built-in HR for our team there, mm -hmm. um, you know, crisis management at all times. Um, and with time, of course, you know, I believed in him and I love what he had going on, but with time, I also developed a passion for the hospitality industry itself and for service. Um, and so now being there really just brings me, it just, it makes me happy. You know, like we, I go in on the weekends and I bust my butt and, and really do my thing. And it's fulfilling. It's not just because it's in support of my husband or, um, because it's what I feel like I need to do as a wife or a business partner, but because I really love it. Um, so there's that. You, you did say in the, in the, uh, form that all of the guests have to fill out, you did say, uh, that you co-own it and this is obligatory by marriage. <laughs> 100 <laughs> percent. Um, so there's that. Uh Express is the spin-off of Vivian Soul Food. Um, 
you know, when you're an entrepreneur, I would say like the textbook entrepreneur has really, really big ideas and doesn't always consider all of the risks and what it takes to make it happen. They just get these ideas and they don't let go of them. Um, so we had some opportunities drop into our lap, uh, expanding as part of the plan for Vivian Soul Food itself. Um, but Express was an opportunity that was presented much sooner than what we expected. We stood that one up. Um, and that's rolling. That's a story in itself. I think we'll get to that in a little bit. Yep. And then um, Brianna and Associates, I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm very proud of that. And really what this is, is that knowing and now having like a front row seat to how a textbook entrepreneur mind works. Um, one of the things that is really, really obvious is just the amount of gaps in standing up and running and operating a business that entrepreneurs have if they don't come from a corporate background or, you know, somewhere where they've gained that skill set. And so having that front row seat, I'm like, there's so many, I know so many people who have side hustles right now. And I'm like, why are you treating this like a side hustle? Well, what it really boils down to is that they're treating it like a side hustle because they don't view it as a business and they don't know how to operate it as a business. Um, and so I'm super passionate about helping people who have these skills, these, you know, and, um, these skills and these passions really building it up and earning the respect that's needed and really like just finding their audience and, and selling the hell out of themselves so they can make some true money and turn it into their real work. So, at Brianna and Associates, I'm just helping to build business plans and financial projections, get your customer facing documents out there um, and created, get your internal things, your policies and procedures, your staffing, onboarding processes, those types of things in line so that you can be successful. So Brianna and Associates is really about the operating procedures and the, the 20,000 foot overview of how a business ideally is run. Exactly. And you just launched this. And I, when I say just launched this. <laughs> like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, because in the thing is, because ironically, I've been doing it as a hustle job for quite some time. Yeah. Um, I won't name drop because I don't have like the permissions to do so, but I have many friends and families members who have started businesses and who when they started planning the seeds for these business and they come to me and they're like, I just leased a space. Oh my gosh. And they're so excited. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did you consider this? Did you do that? Do you have this in place? And so behind the scenes, many, many friends and family members I've done this for. Um, and it always turns out to either be a favor. So I'm not compensated for it. Um, or to be really, really minimal in terms of like monetary, right. Um, and, but it takes a lot of time. And so this year I was like, girl, we're going to stop treating this. Like it's a hustle. It's a service that's needed. People want it. People ask you to do it all the time. Let's put some, let's put a fee behind it and make it worth our time. Plus I really, really enjoy doing it (laughs) and it comes pretty naturally to me. Um, so yeah, so I just lost, launched it a couple of weeks ago. I'm still in the process of like really standing it up. I have a couple clients right now that I'm working with. Um, and that's been really interesting and fun because it's helping me to like learn and grow my processes. Um, so it can really be what I want it to be. I've already had so many aha moments, you know, just in little things like having a questionnaire in place. I, I can't go into it blind. 
um, my friends and family members that I knew intimately, I knew I had an idea of what their vision was. But when you get a client who you don't know intimately, discovering, you know, this discovery part of all of that to help them establish what they need is much, much different. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. new. It is. If anybody ever says, cause you're also buying and selling a, a new property right now. <laughs> yes. So if anybody ever says, I'm, I'm going to take the holidays off or I can't do it during this time. Cause it's just too busy. Uh, let's call bullshit on that. Cause clearly <laughs> it is all about what you really want to focus on and what's important to you. Yes. And, and if you, if somebody chooses to use the holidays as a reason to not do X, Y, and, or Z totally fine, yeah. but kind of like, I, I would prefer that they own that. And mm -hmm. here you are owning, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to attach all of this stuff to, you know, ever, I'm going to bring it all together through these ways. Yeah. So you have a variety of things that you were working on <clears throat> and I know that you enjoy all of them and all of them bring you, um, a certain level of satisfaction for different reasons. And I think that's phenomenal. I want to come back and talk more specifically about Brianna, Brianna and associates, but I also want to talk about, um, Vivian's express because right before we got started, I did not know this because I never get to that side of town, which is weird. Um, but you said it's been closed for the last couple of months or month. Uh, yeah, um, about a month. Um, yeah. And it's just one of those things that as a business as a business person, as an entrepreneur, you just have to accept the fact that things won't always go according to plan. And a lot of people get very deterred and discouraged and they consider these things as failures. To me, it's not a failure at all. It's an opportunity just to reset, recalibrate and figure out what needs to be done differently. Right. Yes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So what's happened is we stood up Vivian's express, um, and it's something that was definitely a part of the plan, but transparently it wasn't a part of the plan until five years out. We did it in one. Um, and so we jumped ahead. We jumped the gun quite, you know, and it is what it is. Um, so we jumped the gun, we stood it up and it was very successful in the beginning. Um, there was a lot of hype around it, but just with season changes and COVID and really, you know, normal hospitality industry trends. Like we know that there are down months in this business type in this industry. Yes. Um, it wasn't really sustainable. So there's that. Then on top of that, there's a staffing crisis taking place. I, you don't go past a business right now today that doesn't say now hiring. We have gas stations and fast food places offering bonuses to bring staff on. We have more incentive and benefits being given by all business types across all industries right now, just to not only pull in employees, but retain employees. Right. And so we're, you know, we're no different. We fall into that bucket. And between the two of them, every single day, I mean, it had gotten to the point where it was like, I would wake up at about 530. And the first thing that I was doing was looking to see who's telling me they're not going to be here today. First and foremost, for two business locations, yep. then looking at the staff who was going, who I was on the schedule for that day and going, which of these people are shaky? And do I know there's a 50, 50 chance that they do or don't show up without notification. Right. Um, so we had to combine the two staffs in order to make one full staff. 
Um, and we're still short, actually. We're not even at a full staff. We're still quite short. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that meant that we had to choose one of the two businesses. And Williams, uh, the, the soul food location on Williams Parkway is the one that is sustainable and has a little bit of a profit. And so we had to pull everybody over there. Um, Express is closed for right now, has been for all of December. Um, we don't know exactly what the future holds. We are hopeful to, you know, just refresh and have some new ideas come spring of 2022. We're responsible for that space for the next three years, regardless. So we're paying um, a pretty, pretty penny on um, some good real estate over there on Edgewood and Blair's Ferry, yep. um, whether we use it or not. So we're definitely going to use it. We just don't know exactly you know, will we stand up express with the exact same menu and concept, but just give it a new shot with new marketing strategy, new staffing strategy, or will we remix it all together and use that space for something else? Not sure, but we had enough going on right now that I was like, we'll circle, like the cost to keep the spot right now is worth it. And we'll circle back at a later time. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. I know what it's like to have a retail space. And the whole world just turn upside down and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And you know, when we first, we actually closed in October or the beginning or the end of September. And so when we closed in September and we went into that one with like a plan, I went in, I notified all the employees. We offered them jobs at Williams. We notified our audience via social media and an email newsletter. I mean, we went into it really intentionally. And then, um, and it was really hard. Like there were tears dropped during that time. Um, and just like the thought of, wow, we put so much time, effort, money, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into this. Um, and so it was very, very challenging. And when we made that decision in late December, our team at both locations, they were like, no, you're not doing this. Like, yeah, you guys worked really hard, but we've worked hard too. You're not doing this. So they were like, we will work for free. No, no, no. They're, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. They offered to, you know, we'll go, we'll work for free. You don't even have to pay us. Like, what do we have to do to get this thing stood back up? And I was like, that's not the thing. I'm not going to not pay you. That's not the goal here. The problem is just like, we're not bringing in the orders that are needed to make it sustainable. So the long story short is we closed for one week and we put out a few new things. We had like a corporate catering menu to do lunches for like eight or plus eight plus people. Um, we added some menu items, to the menu at that time, we added a tenderloin because people love tenderloins in Iowa. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that will fit into our menu. Well, and maybe we'll bring some more people. Um, and we did a few other things. Oh, we got a third-party delivery service, which I am hard no against third-party deliveries for many reasons, which is a whole nother conversation, but I let my guards down. And I'm like, maybe if this will get people to at least order one time through a delivery that I mean, they'll come back several times after that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so we did that. So we did quite a few things in a week. We reopened, got it going. And again, it was, they had at express, we had these bursts. Um, and the unfortunate thing about the bursts of busyness is that because they just come and go so quickly, the staff, the team, would get so stagnant and bored to be quite honest. Um, and then when the burst would come, they're not prepared. So now the quality also takes a hit and then the burst is gone and we don't see it again for five hours or sometimes five days. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it was just really up and down. So we did that for, we were like, okay, we'll do this until the end of the year. 
if it hasn't like really picked up and if it's not sustainable, then we're, we have to close down right now because it, our family, you know, and our people too. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, so we went through that first round the second time that we've closed most recently this year, um, at the beginning of December, it was challenging to notify the team and it, you know, it, it feels kind of like a letdown a little bit, but it wasn't as challenging because I understand, you know, just the risk that we're up again and really what we're losing on this. Um, and it's not good for business. So in the long run, if we stay open, what does that mean for us? You know, we'll, we'll deter more customers than we'll gain with the way that we are, we are running. So, yeah, I say growing through it. That's what I call it. Growing (laughs) through it. Is that what you said? Yeah. Nice. I mean that and accurate. That's, that's one of the things that that people don't want to talk about when they talk about their businesses or, um, you know, they just want to shove it under the rug or stick it in the closet and be like, that never existed. Like this is, this thing didn't happen. And I, I think that's a huge mistake for so many people. One, the entrepreneur themselves, because if we're not talking about the things that have happened, the negative things that have happened, then we somehow internalize that and feel shame and or guilt surrounding that event. And then we carry that with us to the next event. Yes. And, and then it doesn't give a proper um, exposure for other entrepreneurs thinking about going into a similar business to say, okay, like this is something that can be done because Vivian's Express Mm -hmm. did it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I love that you have talked about that. Thank you. I I very much appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, let's focus on, well, I know what I want to focus on, but I really want to know what you want to focus on. <laughs> oh, Do you want to talk about Brianna and associates? I mean, we can, do you have other areas you want us to talk about as well? I have, I have, uh, well, that's really the one that I wanted to talk about the most. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We can go there. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so what kind of conversations do you hear people having in this space? Um, I hear a lot of, I mean, what people come to me, they're like, I'm so overwhelmed. I have this thing going, but I need people to help me. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't like to lean on other people. They really want it. Right. I mean, entrepreneurs really like the textbook entrepreneur really wants it to be a one man show and not because they don't want to give other people like the glory of being involved or being successful, but more so because this is my thing and I have to make it happen and it's going to win or it's going to fail, but it's going to be me. Right. Yep. Um, We don't know how to ask for help. Don't know how to ask for help. Exactly. Don't know how to say like, I don't know how to do this thing and I need a mind that does. Um, and so I think that that's the first thing is that people just don't like to get others involved. And that is like a huge roadblock to standing up any business. Huge. Um, so there's, there's that. The other thing that I hear like in this area is that people are like, I don't, it doesn't make sense. You know, I should be making so much money. I'm not getting clients. I'm not getting, or I'm not able to sell my services. I'm not getting this, not getting that. And I say, well, what is your one year projection say? Like, where should you be? And they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, wait, why don't you know? Because a big part of planning a business is knowing 
how much money you're going to make or lose because a lot of businesses start with a loss. So how much yeah. are you going to make or lose in the first six months, 12 months, 24 months? When can you expect to really start profiting? And you have to jump into it with a strong understanding of that because maybe it's not a matter of you being able to quit your job and jump right into it. If you're going to be in the red every month for the first 18 months, then you can't lose your other income, right? But a lot of people, they don't think that far ahead. And I shouldn't even say they don't think that far ahead. They just don't consider these things because they get so excited about their ideas. Um, and so that's a big part of Brian and Associates, really sitting down and saying, okay, this is what it's going to look like. So be ready to put out a lot of money, but trust that if you follow this plan in two years, you should be good to go and you can really live your lifestyle off of just this business. Yep. Um, or this plan doesn't equate to making money. So we have to change it up or not. We have to, but I would recommend that you consider doing something more. Um, I have a, I'm working right now with a photographer and she's super amazing and very inspiring. And she really jumped out on passion. She just liked to take photos. That's that. Yep. And so while we're kind of building up because she's like, I should be making so much money and I'm not right now. And I'm like, okay, well, what type of photos, like, what do you take? She's like, newborn birthdays, lingerie, weddings, bestie shoots, you know, she names off all these things. And I'm like, wait, so you're like trying to target the whole world. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got it. We got to scale down just a little bit and really like, I like figure out who do you appeal to and why, yeah. and let's get them in consistently. And then we can eat off of everybody else who comes for any other type of shoot. Great but we have to build a plan around who you actually appeal to or who, and maybe not who you appeal to, who do you want to appeal to? If the world is your goal, cool, but we got to plan for that. We got to figure out how to make that happen. Um, so that's been really interesting. Um, and then also, you know, I did some quick back of the envelope math with her and I said, well, what do you charge per shoot? She told me, okay, roughly how many shoots do you do a week right now? She told me do back of the envelope math. I'm like, well, you should be bringing in enough to pay, you know, the lease space at least uh, for your studio. She's like, really? And so then we start talking about, and I'm like, well, why aren't you making that? Oh, because you're kind and you're doubting yourself. And so you're telling this person you, you're a hundred dollars short. That's okay. I'm so happy. And I love doing it so much. I'll do it for a hundred dollars less than what I charge, you know, or, oh, you're going to send me payment next week. Okay. That's fine. And then payment doesn't get sent. And now you don't have uh, you know, you're not ballsy enough to stay on top of them for payment. So it's just a wash. Yeah. Um, and so those types of things. But so when we did this back of the envelope math and I showed her, here's what you could be making just off what you're doing right now. Now let's get intentional. You want to do four shoots per week, but you have capacity to do six or seven or eight. Let's make that a goal. The first week you might not make eight bookings, but by, you know, week two, you might be up to six. And by week three, you keep, a, you know, working towards this goal, then it becomes something that you can execute on. But when you're just kind of accepting what comes your way, you know, you're not going to get there. So anyhow, um, questions like that. And then I think the next big piece is just um, presenting themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and really making sure that, or, or really feeling confident in what they're presenting a lot of this generation entrepreneurship has been really, it's like, people just think that it's the end all like entrepreneurship is like the goal and it's the thing. 
Um, and so they jump right in and the way that they have conversations maybe isn't always in their best interest, the way that they present themselves, what they leave their potential clients or clients with. Um, and so doing a little bit of coaching on that front as well, who are the type of people that you speak to and how, when you meet, when you run into this type of person, you should leave them with X. When you run into that type of person, you need to leave them with X. They're going to remember you off of various things. Um, so really kind of like organizing that, uh, but all in all, I've been through it. <laughs> you have. So since you have been through it and, and going into this new business with the same kind of focus that you're, you're teaching your clients how to do, what is the, the type of business that you prefer working with or the type of entrepreneur that you prefer working with that you will say yes to nine times out of 10? The new entrepreneur who's a little bit more flustered or like a little bit more confused than the seasoned. Um, seasoned is easier to get something stood up with uh, because they already have, they have experience in place, um, but it's a lot messier and a lot more time consuming. Yeah. Um, the new entrepreneur, uh, you know, they're a little bit more flexible um, and they don't have anything in place. So everything feels really, really good to them. You make them a business card and they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, they're on top of the world. Right. Um, so I would say that I get, and also just like showing them the possibilities that that is exciting to me. Yeah. The caveat is that the new entrepreneur who just has this big idea and is stating something up, they don't always have the funds right away. And so they're trying, you know, a big part of like what I do also is helping them identify, like, what are the priority pieces that you need to have established in order to get your business set up? And so therefore, where do your money, where does your money fall? Um, and trying to explain someone the value and planning their business and setting themselves up for success doesn't always feel super valuable to them until after they've had the products. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm personally trying to work on that, like what could I do to make it, my services feel a little bit more valuable and worth the cost that it will take to do this. Um, and also understanding though, the position that a lot of these new folks are in, is there a way where we could do payment later or something like that? So that way, when they do fork over the cost, they feel really good about having done it, um, rather than upfront and kind of not really understanding quite yet. Yeah. That's amazing. So have you had any uh, majestic meltdowns since starting all of these endeavors and, or how many times have you looked for another job? Well, you already have your corporate job. So <laughs> <laughs> majestic meltdown. That is a nice way to say it. <laughs> um, I think probably every other day, um, you know, it's, it is a lot. And the thing is that we're human where I'm a woman, you're a woman, you know, so we have cycles and we have these hormone things that depending on the day, you just don't know who you're going to be. Um, and so there's a lot of things that just really kind of keeping yourself in check and trusting that it's all going to be worth it is so important. Um, but I recently heard a term pro it's called, I think, I believe it's called, I meant to write it down. I need to go find it again, but I believe it's called pronoia pro noia and what it is. And I was like, wow, it just, it sat with me so deeply because what it is, is 
there are a lot of people who are paranoid and paranoid, meaning that you're fearful. You're always watching your back. You always think that the universe is like out to get you. And so you're so calculated or maybe sometimes not calculated on the moves that you make out of fear that someone's going to like catch you or everything that you have going on is going to just collapse. Well, this term pronoia that I recently learned is the exact opposite. It means that you actually believe that the universe is working in your favor at all times, even through the poor experiences, right? Or like the less than ideal. And I was like, well, that's me to a T because, you know, I mean, my job, my manager at work could call me right now and say, I need to have you with a 15 slide deck ready to present to the CEO or VP. And that should be a meltdown, but I'm going to be like, all right, game, give me 10 minutes. I got a couple things I can copy. I need to go put my face on real quick though. So I can be video ready, but I'll be there. Um, on the flip side, you know, in the businesses, they can call me and say, oh, it's been such a busy lunch. We're out of the whole menu. We need to shut down for the night. And we're like, we need to shut down, but before dinner service and I'm going, what? No, hang on a second. And literally giving them scripts. I say, write this down. Thanks for coming to Vivian Soul Food. We had a really busy lunch. Right now I can offer you fried chicken or fish. All of our specialty meats are out, but they're going to be ready for dinner. At this time, are you interested in the chicken or fish? And my mm-hmm. team is like, wait, what? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to shut down. We're just going to present it really, really good and make them think that we just killed it for lunch, which we did give them the facts and keep them engaged, keep them there and still make the money. Yeah. Um So, yeah, so there's not a lot of situations that come across my plate that make me walk the other way. There just aren't, I just, I, you know, I'm, um, I'm a pollution, pollution. Oh my gosh. I'm, uh, got a lot going on right now, clearly, but I am a problem solver, not a problem identifier. And those are two different things as well. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. One of the things that I noticed that you keep saying is standing up a business or stood up a business. That's not something that is, I have ever heard before in the entrepreneurial world. Usually it's building a business. Is there a reason that you choose that? Um, no, I just, it's just my way of saying to get going. And I think though, that, that you're right. There's a correlation And I mean, you are like, you're, you're standing up, like it's on paper and you're like lifting it up. You're standing up, you're out there. Um, but no, I never even really realized. I like it. I I just, it stood out to me and it, it, it sounds because nobody else is saying that in, in this world, it's Mm -hmm. obviously something that I caught every single time you mentioned it. So, yeah, no, you're right. Now that you say that, a lot of people do talk about building businesses, growing businesses, not standing up businesses. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're yeah. right. Interesting. Keep doing it. <laughs> <Yep>. All <laughs> right. couple more questions and then we'll end here. So what is one book recommendation you would give to our listeners? Oh my gosh. I just read it. I've been telling everybody I'm trying to get in contact with this author to like, give me an affiliate link or something. Um, it is a book called we should all be millionaires and it is 100%. I accredit standing up of Brianna and associates to have reading, reading this book. Um, it's by Rachel Rogers and she just has this firm belief that as women, but especially any minority women, we are, um, designed to think and to believe that we're not worth it. And that there are things that are just out of our reach and there's not, 
you know, there's not. Um, so she gives a ton of really awesome examples of, uh, just times of adversity that she's gone through times of struggle and challenge she's gone through and talks to other women's stories as well. Um, and it was reading her book that I was like, I am going to stop like devaluing my skill and I'm going to stop like acting like it's not a skill. It is a skill. People want it. People need it. They ask me for it. So we're going to turn them into clients, not friends that need favors. Um, so I 100% recommend we should all be millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Awesome. Thank you. Last question. If you could share one thing with the next generation of women, what would it be? Um, that you are so much more powerful than what you believe that you are. Like you are so much more powerful. Stop doubting yourself. And just understand that you inspire people that you don't even realize exist right now today. And that's just a fact. And it doesn't matter if you're a working mom, a stay at home mom, an entrepreneur, um, not a mom, whatever you are, you inspire people. Um, And I think that it's critical that we really, as women, start to just accept the fact that we are inspiring creatures. There is no... um, There is no mistake in the fact that we can keep so much running um, and that we are able to do so much um, that men can't do. They just can't. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Thank you so much for having been our guest today. It has been amazing and beautiful to have this conversation with you and listen to all of the great things that you're doing and the, and the honesty about the difficult times that we experience as business owners. So Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful and smooth move and Merry Christmas. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Yes. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening today. We will, uh, uh, be here again next week. Uh, next week we'll not have a guest. I will just be sharing a recap of 2021 and hopefully giving you a little uh, nugget of knowledge. So thank you very much. We'll see you all soon. A special thank you to our sponsors for making this episode possible.